Hello, Royals, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Therese Shimkus. So since today falls in between President's Day and Washington's birthday, it seemed appropriate to do an episode that dealt with some aspect of our first president's life and legacy. So without further ado, on this day in 1885, the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C. was dedicated. This monument was, as its name suggests, erected in honor of the Revolutionary War hero and first president of the United States, George Washington. The plans to erect a monument in Washington's honor actually began in his own lifetime, as a Confederation Congress, which governed under the Articles of Confederation, authorized the building of an equestrian statue in Washington's honor in the future capital city of the United States in 1783. While the District of Columbia was under construction, the architect Pierre Lefont left room for a monument to Washington in his design. Now, you may be comparing some dates here, and are probably wondering what happened to delay the dedication of the monument over 100 years after it was first authorized. Well, first of all, 1783 was several years before the Constitution, and even more years before the District of Columbia was chosen as our national capital in 1791. But even that, you might say, should only have added a handful of years to the project. You'd be correct in saying that. So what caused the delay? When the Democratic-Republican Party, most associated with then-President Thomas Jefferson, took control of Congress in 1801, they reversed the decision to have a monument to Washington in the nation's capital. A bit of background on American politics at that time. There were then two major political parties, as there are today, but they were not Democrats or Republicans, but rather Democratic-Republicans and Federalists. If this is a bit confusing, I personally find it simpler to just remember that the Federalists were the more conservative party and the Democratic-Republicans were the more liberal party, instead of trying to associate either of them with the political parties of today. While George Washington, who strongly opposed the idea of political parties, had not personally been a part of either party, he had come to be associated with the Federalists. And up until 1801, the Congress had been controlled by the Federalists. So, as I said, when the Democratic Republicans came to power, they reversed the decision to have a monument built to Washington, partly out of their anger that he had become associated with the opposing party, and partly out of a belief that building monuments to great men went against the ideals of federalism. That same Congress also blocked the use of Washington's image on coins and banned the celebration of his birthday. After that bit of controversy set the process back a bit, various plans for the monument were discussed, but none were adopted until 1832, which was the centennial of Washington's birth. The design that was accepted for the monument was architect Robert Mills' hollow Egyptian obelisk design. The cornerstone of the monument was laid 16 years later, on July 4, 1848. Once again, unfortunately, the project was interrupted by political quarreling and construction on the monument completely ceased during the American Civil War. After the war, Washington was again regarded as a unifying figure and the memorial was no longer controversial. But the monument still needed to be completed, so in 1876, inspired by the nation's centennial, Congress passed legislation appropriating approximately $200,000 for the completion of the monument. Finally, nine years later, and over 100 years after the monument was first proposed, the Washington Monument was formally dedicated. Three years later, it was open to the public, who were permitted to climb to the top by stairs or by elevator. At the time of its dedication, the monument was the tallest building in the world, but even as other buildings have surpassed it in height, it still remains the tallest building in our nation's capital by District of Columbia law. Anyway, Royals, that is the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about the somewhat tempestuous history behind what is probably one of the most recognizable structures in our nation's capital. Thanks as always for listening, and have a great day.